Hi, I'm Marty. Welcome to Light in My Eye Scripture Podcast. It only takes a few minutes to spend time in Scripture and feel and be the better for it. Come be refreshed by the Word. you guys yesterday I studied for my podcast episode and then I totally forgot to ever record it (laughs) so we're all a little distracted right now what do you think so earlier in the podcast the last episode I promised that we would look a little more at the symbolism of trees and there's a lot of cool stuff so we're just gonna dive in and I'm starting in Exodus 15, 22 through 24. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. And when they came to Marah, they could not drink of the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore the name of it was called Marah, which, side note, means bitter, so big surprise. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? So these poor Israelites have had everything they're used to taken away from them. I mean, they haven't even slept in their own bed for days. And it's been a scary time, getting chased by Pharaoh's army and then watching them drown in the sea the children of Israel had just walked through. That's pretty intense. They are away from everything they're used to, home, work, all of their usual routines. They are probably feeling pretty stressed about food and not to mention feeling tired after tromping through the wilderness for three whole days. And now what? They found some spring or river or pond and the water isn't even drinkable. So you can totally feel their frustration. And you can imagine the guys or gals that went for water coming back and being like, Moses, it's not even drinkable. What are we supposed to do? So on to verse 25. And he, Moses, cried unto the Lord, and the Lord shewed him a tree, which when he had cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet. This is one of the many, many miracles that God provided for the Israelites to get them through those trying, unusual times. Obviously, we can draw some very strong parallels. But today I want to compare ourselves not to the children of Israel, but actually to the tree. Remember the day before yesterday when we talked about the awesome list of blessings that are promised when we seek to help others. What if our prayer today was to ask God how we can be like this tree? What if during this time that feels so stressful and uncomfortable and like a loss of many things normal, we ask God to use us in a way to make what is bitter to those around us become sweet? To me, it's kind of an exciting idea. I want to turn now to Isaiah 61, 1 through 3. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, 
that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. So Isaiah is speaking messianically, meaning he's basically talking for Jesus. And it's super interesting to me how much this parallels the Beatitudes that we looked at a little while ago. But the meek and the captive and the brokenhearted and those that mourn are given what? The beauty of the gospel, the joy of repentance, the spirit of praise for heavenly help and healing given. But to what end? It's so that they, or we, might become trees of righteousness unto the Lord. Now that is an awesome idea. Not a tulip of righteousness that only shows up if circumstances are right. Not a bush of righteousness that is there from year to year but doesn't do much. A tree. A tree of righteousness that weathers the storms. A tree that goes through seasons and sometimes bears fruit and sometimes doesn't, but is still growing, still putting down deeper roots, still giving what it can to those around it, and still reaching up to the Lord. I love that. We have the opportunity in all the circumstances of our lives to be like that. Anytime, I just have to say that we consider an undertaking that is large or long-term, anytime we ponder something that could slip easily from being really motivating to feeling overwhelming, I think it is good to look at a key phrase from 2 Nephi 31.19. There at the bottom of the verse it says, Relying wholly upon the merits of him who is mighty to save. We don't have to do any of this alone. We actually aren't even meant to do any of this alone. So if you feel like it's too much for you, good job. You figured it out. It is too much for you. <laughs> we are meant to become a great blessing in the lives of others by and through relying on the merits of him who is mighty to save. So side note, with all this tree stuff, I'm not suggesting becoming used up and chopped up like Shel Silverstein's giving tree. You don't serve people by having nothing left of yourself. You serve people by becoming more of your divinely appointed self. So in the kind of fruit we bring forth, regardless of our circumstances, in the growth that we gain from serving and relying on the Lord, in the miracles we make in other people's lives by asking to be an instrument in God's hands, Let's strive to learn these lessons from the tree. Thanks so much for joining me today. I hope you've enjoyed these few moments thinking about scripture. To find the text for the verses we've discussed today, you can follow Light in My Eye Scripture Podcast on Instagram. Have a wonderful day, and may God's light shine in your eyes today.